Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. Number one for sport in West Cork. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined, as always, by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. On this week's show, we'll be chatting to St James's Club Secretary Liam Evans ahead of their clash with Kilshanig in the Junior A County Final this Saturday at Parky Rin. We're also reflecting on an incredible year for the Downies ladies which saw them land the Junior B County Championship with a one-point win over Middleton in mid-October. Their captain, Martina Collins, will join us for a chat in part two. Well, we're going to start with St. James's, who, after landing the Carberry title for the first time in their history earlier this season, now find themselves in county final action on Saturday. We spoke about we spoke about them on the back of their Carberry win, Kieran, but they have continued to impress since then going from strength to strength and beating a number of quality sides in their run to the final that's a great story um, Jack I I do think it's probably the biggest kind of story in Carby GA this year because um, St James has won the Carby Junior Football Championship for the very very first time which in itself was an incredible feat Um, they were underdogs at the start of the year Um, they probably wanted a conversation for kind of title winners but they, they they did they won five games beat Plunkett's twice they beat Cora they beat Argadine Rangers and then they beat Bellascarty in the final and then that put them into the county series and for me like when you're after winning your first ever kind of Carberry Junior Football Championship and you'd expect huge celebrations um, and there was big celebrations in Artfield um, Artfield Ratbury after after they beat Bellascarty but the following week they were out in the county for the first time and you'd almost forgive them Jack if they if they lost their focus a small bit, you know, kind of, I suppose, kind of, like I said, the celebrations would have been so, so big and so deserved after winning Carberry. But they refocused so, so quick. They met on the Wednesday in between the Carberry final and the county game and they decided, let's make this season go as long as we possibly can. They came out, they tumped Cove 217 to two points. Okay, kind of, Cove might be the strongest, but, sti- but still, it was a kind of, it was just a good result to kind of, to get up and running again and then the impressive result in the quarter-final they beat Bohrabui 11 to 12 points and Bohrabui would be a decent team so all of a sudden you could see other teams around the county kind of starting to sit up and kind of take notice of James's and kind of alright maybe they're not going to go away maybe there's a bit more in this team and in the weekend just gone they beat St Michael's a very good St Michael's team they beat them 112 to 9 points and um, again another remarkable remarkable win and that's put them into this Sunday's county final Yeah and I think a key thing we can take from their post Carberry campaign they've played three games against Cove Borbui and St Michael's as you mentioned they've scored 440 and conceded no goals and just 23 points so uh, Mm -hmm. they're very solid defensively but going forward they're also putting up decent scores so I know we're going to come on to Kilshanig in a minute but like St James's have continued to impress and I suppose off that strength in defence they've found themselves in a county final like you mentioned there, they've conceded no goals in the county series, but they also conceded no goals in the Carberry Championship. So that's eight games played, eight won, no goals conceded, which is a remarkable record when you consider like kind of not to concede one goal in eight games. Um, David O'Donovan in goal. Um, we have an interview with him in this week's star, and he's 
like it is a team effort you know kind of you send the six backs and the whole team has worked remarkably hard but to get to county final and have not have not conceded a goal is um some sign of a mean defense and if they can hold Kilchenig scoreless in terms of goals on Sunday that will give them a chance because to be fair um Kilchenig will be the big favorites you know kind of there's no getting away from that um St. James have absolutely nothing to lose. This is real bonus territory because uh, this is a team, like I said, at the start of the year, weren't even in the conversation for a for a, a West Cork championship. Yet here they are now in a in a county final. This is a club that didn't field under sixteen minor or, or under twenty one teams this year. That junior team is still an aging team, kind of eleven or twelve of the start and fifteen or thirty or over. So for them to be in a county final, it's the stuff of dreams. And like this season, will be the stuff of legend in years to come. Yeah, and you mentioned they're going to be up against it on Saturday against Kilchanig. We'll just go through Kilchanig's path to the final in the county series now. In round one, they beat Passage West 4-17 to 4 points. In the quarterfinal, they beat Baden Hasek 2-10 to 4 points. And against in the semi-final, they won 1-11 to 1-9. So they've scored seven goals in three games, seven goals, 38 points, and conceded 1-17. So they also have a mean defence, but it's those seven goals. Mm-hmm. And so... There is an interesting team building here. Kilchanik are a free-scoring, goal-scoring side. And as you mentioned, St. James haven't conceded even one goal in eight games. So I guess to, to, to kind of analyse the game at its most basic level, if St. James, as you mentioned, can hold them scoreless, there's no reason they can't win this game. But it's going to be very tricky against a side that are scoring goals for fun. Yeah, that's very true. And I think even this semi-final just gone, Kilchanik, like you said there, David, Ivlera... 111 to 19, and um, for some people that was effectively the final because if Lara are the Moscow champions and they were gunning for the county this year, Kilchenig, like we've been saying, are a strong team. Killian O'Hanlon, the Cork senior, was flying with them, and he'll be offended that St James's will need to keep quiet on on Sunday. So um, Kilchenig will go in as strong favourites, but and I said it on Twitter kind of the weekend. Um, St James's will be a very tough nut to crack. They have absolutely nothing to lose here. They can go out on Sunday, leave everything on the pitch. Um, the whole parish will be up there. I say there won't be a there won't be a light bulb on in in the, in the parish on on Sunday afternoon. Everyone's going to be up there supporting them. It's the biggest day in the club's history, you know. But um, win or lose, what they've achieved this season already is is remarkable. Um, just want to wish them the very very best to look the whole Carberry division is rooting for them. All of West Cork is rooting for them because it's just a fantastic story. It's a real underdog story and we all love a good underdog story so wouldn't it be great if St James has kind of pulled off the biggest shock of all and won a county um, it would be absolutely remarkable so best to look to them this Sunday and I caught up with the secretary Liam Evans at the Carberry GA monthly award on Monday night where they received the award just off the back of of winning that first ever um, Carberry Junior A football championship and Liam's in good form Liam is it Sunday, the biggest day in St James's club history? Would that be fair to say? Sunday, November the tenth. I was never seen the likes of it before. Now, club, mm-hmm. um, never expected anything like this in all our years involved. You know, it's it's amazing for a small club, small place, smallest parish in West Cork. Yeah. And uh, if you told me this six months ago, I'd have you taken away in a straitjacket. <laughs> I think what's most impressive for me, uh, Liam, is um. Just straight after winning West Cork for the first time, and you were straight into the county the weekend after. I think it was against Cove, and there was no hangover as such. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like for for a club that wins their first ever kind of Carberry Junior A, kind of 
you'd forgive them almost if they lost the next game because the celebrations you'd expect would be huge. But that wasn't the case with you. Like uh, yeah, I was. Maybe the following Monday morning, we mightn't agree with you. There was a lot of hangovers killed the following Monday morning. <laughs> but uh, we said we'd have one good night. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was straight back into training. The lads knuckled down the following the Wednesday night and Friday night they trained. And uh, straight back into the game with Cove. It amazed everybody really how, how we got over that game. You know, we put up a huge score. We kept Cove, I think, to... A few, a few points, two points from play, I think. 217 to two points. Yeah. That's some and, scoring. Uh, it was amazing. Like, and, 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 and a, a bad day for football, mm-hmm. heavy rain. You know, at the clock 217, it, it showed the lads we're in here with a big chance and knuckle down and go as far as we can. We have nothing to lose. That's it. Because I'm, I'm talking to Joe Sullivan, the captain there, and he said that uh, you got together the Wednesday after winning West Cork, and that's the Wednesday before the Cove game. And it was like you kind of reset, refocus, you know, kind of park the, the West Cork for now and go as far as, as St James's can in, in, the, in the county. Yeah, we did. The lads haven't seen the cup. They haven't got their hands in the cup since the day after the final. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, once this is over, we'll celebrate fairly well for the winter. We have plenty of time for that. But uh, no, they knuckled down. Borby was a big one. We really thought we were up against it with Borby and they were, they were a fine team. But mm-hmm. we threw everything into it and thanks be to God, we came out the right side of it. You said there, 11 to 12 points against Borough. We, you know, that day proved to us that we're as good as what's left in the county. And could you see the confidence soaring in the boys then as, they were, as it was going on? Oh, absolutely. You know, starting out the year, there were 82 teams started out in the Junior A Championship trying to win Cork County. Yeah. And uh, every game brought us on. Our defence were fantastic. Our goalkeeper, I think, has gone eight games now without conceding a goal in the Championship so far this year. Uh, the backs, the backs are growing in confidence the whole time. They're a settled, settled team, and to be down to the last two out of eighty-two, it's not bad going. So that's uh, incredible. Like, and just to begin, just gone St Michael's in the semi-final, a strong St Michael's team. St James has won one twelve to nine points um, from the match report. German McCarthy was there for the star. Kind of, it was another kind of commanding St James. It was uh, Michael's fine team, big strong lads, great, great, two great corner forwards. Uh, we started well. We had three points on the board before they got going. Uh, came back, I think, five four, just before half time. But that's we went in nine four up at half time. We went ten four up straight away, and um, I won't say game over, but we we were in a very commanding position from there in. And Aaron Hayes's goal a cracker with five minutes to go put it into it, and you know for the great performance, probably the best performance we give this year so far. And that's brilliant. Like, I suppose that's kind of that's a great height to be coming off going into the county final this weekend. Kilchanig, they're a different proposition. They've been putting up big scores on the other side of the draw. They did a great win against Ivlera Iv- Iv- there in yeah. the semi final. So, what do you know about them, Liam? Or what, what we know very little about them. Uh, we haven't gone to see them. We're taking, we're doing our own thing. Let them come and see us. I know they were in ovens the other day watching us. But look, we have no fear at this stage. We have nothing to lose. They beat. A fancy Eve Lair aside by two points. Look, it's all on the day. It's all to play for. I presume belief must be huge in the team right now. It's it's all about belief and the belief that's instilled into the players this year. I think that that's what's getting them places. You know, they they have a great belief in themselves. Yeah. They are great comrades since, since they were eight, ten years of age. They're all the same lads right up through the ranks. Same lads that won Junior B in two thousand and five. You know, they're probably an aging bunch, but. They have physicality and they have cuteness and don't write them off.
you've been involved in this club for an awful long time, Liam. What what's what are these couple of weeks, a couple of months been like for you, kind of, to see to see the club like like you said there was eighty two teams at the start of the year, but even looking at Carberry first kind of you wouldn't have been seen as one of the main contenders like, like you you've your Kilmacabees, your Cullums, your Cores and stuff. Um but like you deservedly won Carberry and now you're in a county final. Can you try and put into words for yourself what it's been like? Well it's 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 a dream come true yeah for a start. Mm-hmm. You know after two thousand and five it's hard it could never get <clears throat> never get any better than that. But um we had a few slack years in between. The lads never lost never lost hope. We kept going, kept plowing away at it and out of the blue this has happened. It's it's just it's a dream come true, simple as that. And I suppose while it's happening, you can have to make the most of it? Oh, absolutely, make the most of it. For, for, moreover, for our underage lads, see the under 8s, 10s, the under 12s there on the sideline yesterday, shouting it over the wire, looking at their heroes. It's, it's amazing for the young lads coming through to have um, lads to look up to like this. And you know the lads going to the school with the cup, it's, it's fantastic. Will there be anyone left at home in the parish on Sunday? Very, very, very <laughs> few, I think. Very yeah. few. Well, brilliant, Liam. Thanks for joining us. Best of luck on Sunday. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. On October 12th at Kilmichael, Donny's Ladies Gaelic Football Club finally landed to Cork Junior B County title, beating a strong Middleton side in the final. Having lost the three previous finalists, this win must have been all the sweeter. And in a few minutes, we're going to hear from their captain, Martina Collins, who spoke to Kieran a little earlier. But first, Kieran, you might tell us about the significance of that famous win. You almost said it there yourself, Jack. They lost the, the previous three county finals, so it was fourth time lucky for Donnie's kind of you can imagine their mindset heading into this county final having lost in, in the previous three three, um, three county deciders. Um you know, I'm not sure does it get psychological at some point when you just keep losing the big games. So it was so important for this for this this Donnie's team to finally get over the line and win a county title. And they did it the hard way too. It took a last minute point, um, I think it was Maury Crowley. Um, a minor who'd won the West Cork Minor B Football Championship the weekend before she kicked the winning point they won 9 points to 8 against Middleton and almost winning a county title by a single point in a in a tight game like that probably makes it all the sweeter um, so really significant for Donnie's given the heartbreak of the last couple of years and it was also the Donnie Ladies GA Club their first adult county title and so a lot of reasons to celebrate so um Martina Collins was at the West Cork Hotel earlier this week as the Donnie's ladies picked up a Carberry GA monthly award for their achievement and I caught up with her to look back on, I suppose, one of the greatest moments in Donnie's ladies GA club history. Martina, what a year for the Donnie's ladies finally winning the county junior B football championship. Um, before we talk about that win, the three finals before, heartbreak after heartbreak, what was that like, losing three county finals in a row? Um, well, the first one was against Ahada. Um, it was heartbreaking, but then, to be honest, they were such a good side that we were kind of we got it all. We got over it easily enough mm-hmm. because 
we knew they were the better team. They had the likes of Hannah Looney and Emma Farmer on that team, and they were outstanding. Yeah. And I suppose that year as well, that was kind of Melissa's first year of kind of people were getting to know her that year, and, you know, it was kind of a learning curve, and it was her way to, you know, show herself as well. Mm. So it was great in that sense that she got something out of it. Yeah. I suppose that year as well, you know, we had the West Cork after it as well, so... You know, we lost to Kinsale that year, so it was a tough year to end on. But, you know, you always look forward to January again. You know you can better yourself at one um, way or another. So we went on again to Glenmire. Same story. Again, a great team who've gone on to intermediate level now. Um, That was tougher that day because it was the second year in a row, and I think girls found it harder to go back that January. We did beat um, a good enough Corsi side in the... West Cork that year so that was you know a nice achievement but it was never the same yeah. and then third year we got to the final again we had met Function Gales the first or the last two semi-finals so we knew it was going to be a tough semi-final again we got over that and then we met Awandala a team we didn't know anything mm. about and like we thought we were very confident that day, I will admit, and it was probably that's what probably let us down was we were confident it was our third year, it was our year by right, you know. Yeah. We didn't know anything about Aundala and we just we left it go really mm. and I think that was the hardest one. And to be honest, it took us a long time to get over that. We beat Skibbereen in the West Cork, but you just knew it like yeah. winning the West Cork wasn't the same again that year. Um I think it was just, it was tough. I went back to work, I think, two or three days after that county. And, you know, you go back into work, you think life is back to normal. But someone mentioned the match to me and I actually started crying. I just, it was just, it was, that was the heartbreaking one. Um, we just didn't play right that day. Nothing went right for us. It was a bad day in Clondrohood. And to be honest, I think this year we knew we had to get that bit more out of it. Um, we met at the start of January. And uh, we just, we asked Tony just, you know, maybe something different, maybe. And then, thankfully, Finney Collins came on board. Mm -hmm. And he was just another voice, to be honest. Um, He has, I don't know, he has this knowledge of football that, you know, he knew what players can do and what they can't do. And he he was a different voice. And we knew this year that, you know, we'd get over the line at some stage. And we did, thank God. Because it is hard to pick up the pieces, like losing three county finals in a row. And you kind of touched on it there, but Finney... What is the difference between the Donny's team of 2019 and the, the, the Donny's team of the last couple of years? Can you kind of pinpoint any marked difference? Is it even psychological? Kind of, do you feel you're mentally tougher after what's happened before or is it down to football? Is it? Um, I think it's a bit of both. To be honest, if you look back in the programmes over the last few years, the team has been different mm-hmm. every year. We've lost girls um, through, thankfully, some of them were pregnant. You know, it was great news. Um, just girls kind of, you know, they move on. They move to Dublin and places just for work. That's life, mm-hmm. really. Um, I think it was a psychological thing as well. Like Aundala last year, I think we were nervous. We didn't. We had that thought of winning, but we didn't want to lose either, because we didn't want to go back and be the losers again. Yeah. And I think nerves kind of came over us that day. But um, this year I think we we learned how to settle down games. We learned how to remain calm, and it was something Tony did it with us in training. Was kind of like you know keeping the ball, keeping the possession, especially in the last few moments when you need to get maybe the final score, which we did against Castlehaven and Middleton, um, and you know we learned just it was kind of keeping the heads, and it was just the experience then of you know knowing you have to keep that possession or keep the ball, um, knowing which player you have to give it to, and, you know kind of bringing it even back if you have to. Um, I think the 
experience of losing three finals did stand to us. Um, we were a lot calmer going out in the pitch and Kilmichael, you know, it really, you know, we were just, we were ready for it this year, I think. It was it was right, the right way to do it was winning by, by a point. Because I think if we went back and we had, you know, won well against Middleton, people would have been like, oh, you should have won it the last few years, you know. You know, and you'd be just conscious of what people talk and, you know, what people think. And, you know, for ladies football, I think not pe- many people support on the smaller days. And, you know, there's always the big support on the bigger days. And, you know, you're always conscious of what those people think. And, you know, it's just the little things that go yeah. around in your head. So it is a psychological thing, really, isn't it? Yeah. And then, like you said, at the county final, like one by one point, nine points to eight against Middleton. It was Murray Crowley with one of the winning point very late on. Was it even sweeter just to win by, like in such a tight game, to win by one point? I presume the euphoria after probably a cocktail of... Joy, relief, everything. Like, what was it? What was it like winning by point and even those couple of moments after the final whistle? Um, I think to be honest, we were so excited over that score going over that no one heard the final whistle go. <laughs> like, it was just unbelievable. It was the crowd on the bank actually had realised the game was over before we even did, because we were just so happy that final score went over. And to be honest. Maraid has been a wonderful addition to our team this year. She's still minor. I think she's only after just turning 17. She's a big future ahead of her. She's playing with the Carberry Camogie team and, you know, Kilmeen and Camogie, they won the Camogie title as well this year. Um, she just caught the ball. She kicked it and it was the injury time. So we didn't know how long was left. And I remember turning to Maraid Moore, PRO, and just going, how many seconds do you think is left? And she was like, I think about six. And then it was gone. And... <laughs> yeah. I remember just meeting uh, Ruth Collins, our midfielder, and there was tears coming down her face, but it was the first time we'd seen happy tears, you know, and it was just unbelievable. Like, for the few days following, it was just complete overwhelming feeling. Like, it was just, it's unbelievable. And it's still going. Like, we're visiting the schools, and, you know, you're still, I got cards in the post saying congratulations, Mm -hmm. because the people in Demandway are just so relieved Mm -hmm. that we finally won. Like, they're delighted for us, really. We got pictures in of obviously in the Southern Star of, of the game itself, and I don't think I've seen a captain jump five feet in the air after they get the cup. It was a brilliant picture, kind of. What's it like for you to kind of captain this team on such a historic occasion? Like kind of a, I think it was the first ever adult county title for the ladies' club as well. Kind of, um, what's it all like for you? Kind of, to kind of, like I suppose it's like a, a band of sisters that, that you have there beside you. You've kind of you've suffered through the bad days, so for you to captain them on probably your greatest day together as a team, like can you try and put that into words? Um, to be honest, I just call myself the lucky one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was three other unbelievable captains before me. Irene Maugh, Claire Hurley and Rue Collins. Um, I think they deserve to have lifted that cup a lot more than me. They've been playing with the Donnies a lot longer than I have. Mm-hmm. Um, it was unbelievable. I just couldn't believe that you know I had got the chance to lift that cup. I can't even remember that moment <laughs> of jumping into the air. I was lucky enough that Noel Murray was there to capture it. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, as I said in the speech, we were always the bridesmaids and mm-hmm. finally we were the brides that day. But yeah, we are a very close team. Um, to be honest, it's, you know, we all went through the bad days with each other and, mm-hmm. you know, we we worked on, you know, the good days then as well. Like we go out, um, but like, you know, you, you kind of understand people more when you go through those tough days and you understand the way people play. Like we all know if we're having a bad day on the pitch and we talk to each other and there'll be always mm-hmm. support there. Um, even you know if you know one of the girls had a bad day you know on or off the pitch you you know I've got text messages being like oh are you okay and you do the same to them yeah. like you know are you alright you know these things happen you'll have a better day the next day and you know that's what you play football and you play sport for um, it's the friends and the teammates you know it's a different 
um, kind of friendship than you do with other people because, you know, you go through those moments yeah. and no one else will understand them. Do you, know? you have a lovely winter ahead of you kind of celebrating. Um, but even look, quick look forward to next year, 2020, Junior A, you're going to be playing different teams. Like that must be a relief after a couple of years playing probably the same teams year after year in Junior B. In Junior A now, you'll get to face different opposition, you know, kind of, kind of it's a new challenge again. But it's something like you probably feel that you are ready for at this stage. Um, completely. Like we were meeting Skibbereen this year for the first time and, you know, local rivals. Mm-hmm. We had a great West Cork semi-final against them in one of the hottest days of the year. And, you know, they're a brilliant side coming up, but we are so looking forward to Junior A. It's a faster pace game. Um, we play the County A League with a few years now because we won it. Um, we beat Glamour that again a few years ago, but we play them, most of the Junior A teams in our league. So we know what the games are like. And um, We finished third in the league this year, so there's no saying we can't go on for good things in 2020. Um, we played Dunhamore in the league in a competitive game. We lost to them, but we played them a few weeks later in a practice game and we beat them. And now they're looking forward to a Munster final this year, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And they're playing next week, I think. So, like, there is great things to come. Um, it's funny that you said we have a long w- or a good winter ahead of mm-hmm. us. We're playing against some, some of us play for Drina and some of us play for uh, Devonery Town in the soccer. So, oh, there's right. a bit of competitiveness there again now. But it's a bit of crack. It's nice yeah. to play against each other, do you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're looking forward to 2020. I think, you know, some of the girls are even wondering when we're back training and stuff. So I'm just hoping the lads, Tony and Keith and Finney and Darren will stay on board with us. Um, do you know, it'll be exciting to go into a new kind of level with them as well to see how the trainings will pick up. And, you know, even I'd see, you know, the dedication. There's some of us not even living in Cork. Mm-hmm. I travel from Dungarvan myself for training. Um, some of the girls live in the city there's girls living in Limerick and Dublin and they're still playing with the Donnies because we want to play with the Donnies yeah. you know um, so it's good to see the girls being so committed you know so it's great we're looking forward to 2020 alright finally, finally what a, like, a fantastic year like with the, the minors winning the West Cork minor B's in it and yeah. with you winning the, the county and the West Cork as well kind yeah. of and the under 15's won the West Cork as well brilliant like kind of just for the club alone and for, for Donnies ladies football like kind of it's what a season it's been. You like you must be absolutely thrilled and and delighted with it. Oh, it's unbelievable! Like you know, the club is, in itself is actually so small because we're actually a separate club to the men's, mm-hmm. and I don't think people know that. So we have to do our own fundraising and our own you know promotion and everything. And Mairead Morse, she's our PRO this year. She's done Trojan work just through Facebook and Twitter. Like she's got people to the games and everything, but. The numbers coming from like under six, under eight, they're getting bigger every week because Ruth Collins and Irene Ma, they all train the little ones because mm-hmm. their kids are in it. And, um, do you know, it's brilliant to see them out. Like we go training on the Wednesday and they're on before us and it's lovely to see. But then for us, we're bringing back the cups to the schools and they're seeing us winning as well. So that encourages them on, um, do you know, that there is achievement at the end of it. And, you know, mm-hmm. sport is so good for young people as well, just yeah. for your mind and for friendships. You know, it's unbelievable. So... I can't wait to see what 2020 brings for the Donny ladies, especially that minor team. They're brilliant. They lost to a good Ballinora side. But look, you know, they're young as well. Most A lot of them were playing on the under-15 team. So they have a few years ahead of them now again to win the minor again. So hopefully, fingers crossed for the Donny ladies anyway, that we keep the success going. Onwards and upwards for Donny ladies. Hopefully. Thanks Thank for joining you. us, Martina. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork.
Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And before we preview this Thursday's Southern Star Sports section, Kieran, I just wanted to ask you firstly about your book launch last Friday evening mm-hmm. at the West Cork Hotel. Big turnout there. There was uh, some high flying people talking well about you. Yeah, great night. Great night, Jack, in the West Cork Hotel. Delighted that. Lord David Putnam, um, he's an honorary vice president of Skibbon Rowan Club. He, he kind of officially launched the book. So kind of Is he going to option your book for a movie, perhaps? I wouldn't say no to that. <laughs> if he wants to discuss it, sport at southernstar.ie, drop me a line. Um, but no, it's great. If, if that does come to pass, um, if Lord Putnam options your book to turn it into kind of a, a Hollywood story, because he's got um, kind of sports movies in his back catalogue, doesn't mm-hmm. he? So... You, um, so I just want to put it on record that I want to at least audition for a part. I'm not oh, you'd saying, be great extra. Yeah. You would be I super don't, extra. You don't know, I've be seen, an extra. I've seen, I've seen you send it in the background here in the star and you do it really well, you know. I can, I can pitch you in the crowd in Rio, kind of. So, yeah. So, I'll keep you in mind. Um, yeah, that's kind of not the answer I was looking for. But look, let our it's agent, a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Let our, let our agents talk. Yeah, we'll let our agents talk. But, 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 but it was joking aside, good night. Great night, yeah. It was great to see kind of rowers past and present there. Um, Eugene Coakley, two-time Olympian, came out of all down from Belfast with his family. We'd Fintan McCarthy, Jake McCarthy, Shane O'Driscoll, Denise Walsh. Um, unfortunately, Gary and Paul couldn't be there. Gary's gone out on camp already because um, the battle for the Irish lightweight double is heating up, and I'll get into that in a second. Um, but yeah, just great night. Um, just kind of gets the book off to a good start. And it was my favourite part was actually the three founding members, Danny Murphy, Donny Fitzgerald, and Richard Hosford. They're all reunited. Um, Donny lives in England now, so he flew home for the book launch. And um, at one point, I saw the three of them hatching the plan. So I went over to see what's happening next because the last time those three hatched the plan, Skibbering Rowan Club was born. And look what that's going on to achieve. So um, just a really good night, really good feel good factor. And yeah, and the book is out there now in all good bookshops. And, and don't some, forget, and, and some shop, bad ones too. And, and some bad ones too. And it's shortlisted too for the Irish Sports Book of the Year. And if anybody wants to vote for it, go on to the On Post Irish Book Awards website and give us a vote. It'd be very much appreciated. Um, but I just mentioned too, and I, I won't spend long on it, Jack, about the battle for the Irish lightweight double at the moment because um, it's almost the next chapter of this book is writing itself. Uh, as we all know, Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy qualified the Irish lightweight double for next year's Olympics. So that means that the boat is qualified but the two places are up for grabs. So at the moment, we have Paul O'Donovan and Gary O'Donovan. Fintan and Jake McCarthy, two sets of brothers, are battling for the seats. And now Shane O'Driscoll, who um, who was a lightweight before, and he won the lightweight pair with Mark O'Donovan in 2017. They were world champions, and Mark and Shane tried to go heavyweight. It didn't work out. Shane has dropped back down to lightweight. So now you have five Skibreen Roars <laughs> battling for the two seats. And at a recent trial, Shane did quite well and he came second in, in the trial. So all of a sudden you have these There's another layer. Oh, it's it's incredible, like you know, kind of and and Shane is great friends with Gary and Paul. Like if you were standing in Gary and Paul's home kitchen in the Sheen, you look across the field, you see Shane's house. And like and they've rowed together the whole way up. So you have sky, five skibbering rowers battling for those two seats. And if you want to be quite honest, it's really four battling for one because 
if Paul O'Donovan stays fit and injury free, he's the best, so he will be in the boat. So Gary Finton, Jake and Shane are all battling for one seat. So um, they're out in camp at the moment in Bagnoles for a couple of weeks and it's going to be a hard winter slog ahead of them. But it's an incredible again for Skibreen Rowan Club because whatever way you look at it, there will be two Skibreen men in that Irish lightweight double at next year's Olympics. So um, so a revised edition of the book to come out uh, next year post-Olympics possibly. Touch wood if there, hopefully there'll be a medal there. So. <laughs> good stuff. Well, um, as Kieran said, that's in all good bookstores. Now, uh, just... Briefly then, Southern Star Sports section this week, what can readers expect? Um, big preview of St. James's against Kilchanik, like we were talking about earlier, in the county final. Unfortunately, last weekend, Gabriel Rangers and Goalene lost their county deciders. Um, Gabriel's missed two penalties, and they only lost by two points in the end, so that will feel like a missed chance. But the silver lining is that they were already promoted to next year's Premier Intermediate Championship, so that will soften the blow somewhat. Um, Goalene were well outplayed by St. Michael's, but still Goalene have got the two county finals in the one year, so they can take a lot of comfort from that. Newsonstown and Kent Britain, we have a big report from the Carberry Under-21A Hurling Championship final. An absolute cracker that went all the way to extra time before Newsonstown came out on top. And Edmund Keneally scored 118 of Newsonstown's 125 tally and 13 of those were from freeze but 118 that's huge scoring like that's pretty impressive and I see there on Twitter someone was saying to me he's only 17 years old so to be putting up a score like that is um, one to watch ah super super scoring so the Carberry Junior D football final replay was on with the Carberry Junior C hurling final um, rugby we also the Coastal Rowan Championships were on in Hong Kong last weekend and there was a very very strong West Cork representation so we have a full report on that and a page of pictures. So yeah, plenty to sink your teeth to, sink your teeth into in this week's Southern Star out on Thursday morning. And if you can't make it to a shop, as we say every week, you can also read it on your computer, tablet, or smartphone for the for only two euro. Oh, that's that's value. <laughs> that's value. And uh, just click on to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper, and you can read it from anywhere in the world. It's that easy, Jack. It is that easy. So thanks for listening to this week's Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. So if you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher or wherever else you listen to the show. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. Number one for sport in West Cork.